Blog Talk Radio. Through rap, 
So many people say rap can do so much harm because it's so powerful. Larry LaKendrick says, what happens if you use it for good? This is his concept of teaching African-American and African history and culture through rap and hip-hop. Well, I am Rodney Smith. I am your host for today's show, today's episode of Our Own Voices Live. And I think I got a hot one for you today. We're going to talk about the most anticipated TV shows are black. But are they good for black people? Hmm. Well, Our Own Voices Live comes to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That would be 3.30 p.m. for all of our East. Big shout-out to all of the folks in the D. That's Detroit, for those who don't know. And, of course, my Chi-Town folks, the Chi-Town folks back in the Midwest, as well as those residing here in Las Vegas. And, wow, there are a lot of them here. And I don't blame them because I'm from New York and it's cold, and I'm told Chi-Town is colder than New York, so... Welcome to Las Vegas. I'll tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the culture that can divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And some of the ways we do it is with shows like Our Own Voices Live. We also started out with Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine. And that was a way to help educate black folks on their culture. Also educate other folks on our culture. And at the same time, educate us on all of their culture. After all, we all are Americans. Unfortunately, we know so little about one another. And sometimes they say there is the fear of the unknown. So if we don't know about each other, maybe we are a little fearful. Maybe that's why it's sometimes so hard for us to do the things that you would think we should be able to do as countrymen, but there are issues. Or maybe if we know, knew just a little bit more about one another. Maybe if we hone in on our similarities, versus focusing on our differences, we would see each other in a different light. That's what we try to do here. Well, this has been a newsworthy week. Three cities. We had John Thayer issuing his resignation, his retirement from Congress, Speaker of the House, third most powerful political position in this nation. How will that affect the Republican Party? How will it affect the Republican campaign for president? Will anything get done, and can you have a more entrenched Congress than we already have? There's so much need. And then let's talk about Donald Trump. Is he sliding in the polls? Or is John Boehner's resignation an extension of Donald Trump running for president? So many things to talk about. And, of course, right here in our own city of Las Vegas, gearing up for the political uh, races, who are you voting for? 
This is October. The political season will soon be underway in full tilt. Do you know who your representatives are? Are they representing you as you think they should, whether that's on the school board, the city council, the county commission, the assembly, the state senate? Do you know who your congressperson is? Maybe your senator. Of course you know your governor. And why are so many people just seeming so blasé about this season on the Democratic side? People over there on the GOP seem to be fired up, but the folks over there on the Democratic side seem to be a little laid back. Do you think it has to do anything with the front runner in the Democratic national campaign, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton? Is there anyone that can fire up the base of the Democrat? Maybe Bernie Sanders? Or will Vice President Joe Biden jump in? And what do you think about Biden jumping in? How will that affect the race? How will that affect how you feel? And then, of course, That brings us back to the title of our show today. Most anticipated TV shows are black, but are they good for black people? And let's run down a list of some of those shows. We have Scandal. Then after Scandal, we have Empire. And after Empire, we have How to Get Away with Murder. Three of some of the highest rated shows of last season three of the most highly anticipated shows of this season, and there were Empire Watch parties, or did they meet your expectations? And for the purpose of the show today, did the images that were presented of African Americans reinforce current negative stereotypes, or were they images of empowerment. Now, some of you may wonder, why did I say images of empowerment? I haven't been a follower of any of the three shows listed. I have tried to watch at least one episode of each of the shows. I will admit, I've only seen a partial episode of How to Get Away with Murder because I just couldn't bring myself to watch the rest of it, to be quite honest. I have seen a couple of episodes of Scandal, and I try to watch an episode each year just to see how much has changed from the previous year. And I did try to watch an episode of Empire, but I wasn't able to get through a a whole episode. So I will be speaking from a very limited knowledge of the shows, obviously. Maybe you all have seen the shows watch them throughout the season. And if you have, I would love to hear what your take is on these shows. Give us a call, area code 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600, because I would love to know what you think about these shows. Did you go to any of the watch parties? Did you have your own watch party? Uh, did the shows sort of meet your expectations, exceed your expectations, or did they fall short? And a brief explanation of whatever your answer is. 
We're also in the chat room, and you can go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and message us there. We'll get them anyway, and, of course, I do monitor the phone for those text messages messages that invariably come in. I picked this show today, one, because it's topical, but I was also watching some social media traffic. And, I, you know, I saw the watch parties. I saw the, the phrases from cookies. I guess they're cookie phrases. And there seemed to be just a lot of anticipation for this show. And so that was leading up to the show. And then we had the show. And I saw a change in social media references to these shows, especially Empire. And it was almost as if people had been disappointed that they had been let down. And that's the first time I had heard that. I'd heard phrases like too much going on, uh, trying to pack too much in a given time frame, disjointed, confusing, worst empire show ever, I believe is one of the hashtags. And I had a chance to go into some Facebook uh, posts dealing with Specifically, Empire. Wasn't, I don't know if Scandal's made it on the air yet. I didn't hear much about Scandal. But I did hear about Empire. And I did hear a little bit about how to get away from murder, get away with murder. But there was one thing that I heard in at least two of the shows, and that was Empire and how to get away with murder. And that was that both of them had a distinctive tilt towards the homosexual community, LGBTQ. And because it's not against the law, I thought it was a little different that there was so much talk about it from so many people in the past who had actually lauded it. And it made me wonder what is different this year than last year. I also heard about the gorilla suit associated with Cookie from Empire. I didn't see that episode, but that also seemed to get the ire of quite a few folks. So what did you all think about Cookie and the gorilla suit? What did you all think about the prison scene? And do you think that the images of each of these female lead characters who happen to be black in shows that have propelled some of the leading uh, actresses into stardom or superstar? So we had uh, Elizabeth Pope, Carrie Washington, receiving awards last year, and then this year, Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder receiving, I believe, its Best Actress and an award that since, I believe, 40 or 50 years of going to the Best Actor in a Dramatic Series, which I believe was Bill Cosby, and now finally 
40, 50 years later, we have the best actors going to Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder. Last year, we had Kerry Washington winning some awards. Now, let me give you an image that I have in my mind. And I remember when Haley Berry won her award and made history for starring in, I believe it's called um, something with with ball in it. Somebody look that up for me because I, I did I didn't see the movie. I purposely, um, I believe it was Monsters Ball. I, with Billy Bob Thornton. I purposely have not seen the movie. And let me tell you why. I did not see the movie because I did not like the portrayal of Haley Berry in the movie. I mean, it's just as simple as that. She was a woman who was a fine actress. I remember her in Saving Isaiah, which I thought she gave a brilliant uh, rendition of the character. I also have not seen it yet, but heard about her role in the Bond film and that she almost stole, if not stole, the Bond film. And then there's this movie, Monster's Ball, that she received, I believe it was an Academy Award for. And I thought, the depiction of her. Here is a woman who in our community and known throughout the world as, and maybe some people think it's frivolous, but it is a title it's given, as one of the most beautiful women in the world. And I believe one year she, she won the most beautiful woman in the world. Not that she may be competed for it, but she still won it. And Haley Berry won an award for the depiction of her character in that movie. And I thought it was a demeaning depiction of her character. I thought it was a demeaning depiction of African-American woman. I thought it fell into the stereotypical Jezebel narrative. So now you move forward to today. And we have Olivia Pope, or I should say Kerry Washington, a.k.a. Olivia Pope, but maybe it's the other way around who is supposedly a very powerful player in the political and even business scene in D.C. and throughout this nation. And that's how she was portrayed in many of the groups that I went to. Is This is a powerful woman. She's made it on her own accord. She's played in the men, man's world as equal. And how it was empowering to women. And I was like, I have to watch this show. I heard how she influenced the president and policy. Had to watch the show. Wanted to see this powerful portrayal of a sister by a sister. Because, you know, we don't always have powerful portrayals of sisters by sisters. Uh, let's remember Cleopatra was an African woman played by a Caucasian woman. So we had this powerful portrayal of a powerful female lead character and I go and watch this TV show and I find out that the woman is having liaisons with the president 
So already I'll admit I was suspect. And then the, the promises of the president and then the putting off of the president to this woman. The president having her at her beck and call, and to be fair, if you're president of the United States, I guess it would be normal to have people at your beck and call. After all, you are the most powerful man in the free world, if not the entire world. So people are at your disposal. But I didn't know they were at your disposal in this capacity because I'm thinking of this powerful woman that made it on her own. And after watching some of the first scenes, I thought, well, did she make it on her own? Is she still in that position on her own accord because of what's with ears? Or to be quite blunt, what's between her legs? Was she this powerful woman because of what was between her ears, which is what I was led to believe, or what's between her legs? Now, maybe in today's society it makes no difference. You use what you have for your benefit. I've heard that. And I don't dismiss it as a non-reality. But the portrayal of Olivia Pope is of this powerful woman that can change a person's destiny through her actions because of her agile mind and intellect, but yet she was being portrayed and falling into the stereotypical role of the Jezebel. So I tried to watch the show a little longer, and there was a scene of a former boyfriend who was doing well in life, middle-class guy, not a bad-looking guy, who came for Olivia Pope. And she seemed to like him well enough to have, to be a BMW, a black man worker, appear to love her and care about her, cherish her. But yet she rebuffed him for the man that she was having the affair with. Now, why that became important in my frame of thought was that I often hear women say what they want from men and especially sisters, on what they want from black men. And that is a man to love and cherish them. Not to look at the other side, so to speak, to keep it within the black community. And then here was this depiction of this powerful black woman who was such an example for other black women, who was literally doing just the opposite. So, yes, it made me pause. So there is Olivia Pope. And that was Olivia Pope in the first season. Then we have this show, Empire, basically ruled the airwaves, highest ratings in the quickest amount of time in X amount of years, highest viewership every week, having all of these watch parties and, and Facebook page posts. And I remember hearing about the show, and I was, oh, wow, we have another show. I want to support my people. Let me go check this show out. I read up a little bit on the show. As I read up a little bit on the show, I have to admit, the luster of the show 
began to slip away for me. And I did try to watch the first show. And I won't claim to be an expert on the show, but I can tell you I wasn't able to make it through the whole show. Because whatever I had thought about Scandal and Olivia Pope's character and the portrayal of African-American women and to a lesser extent of African-American men, Empire took it to another level. It really did. I was, how about this phrase, flabbergasted <laughs> at what I was seeing and hearing. I watched the children. I read some comments of, I believe the director is Lee Dan. I heard him say some things of what he was trying to do and how he was trying to portray us and how he was specifically trying to portray heterosexual black men. And I said, I cannot support this show. And and in my supporting of the show, I couldn't watch the show. Now I realize I'm one person, but I have my own personal integrity. Now maybe it's not consistent and maybe it's not at the same level of others, but it is mine, and I could not violate it. As I could not watch the movie with Haley Berry and Billy Bob Thornton and the portrayal of her character that she received this great award, which Empire has been receiving all kind of accolades. So another show comes on the scene called How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis, who just this past week, I believe, received great awards for her portrayal of her character. And so let's set it up again. And I only watched a little bit of the show, so so does my homegirl, my road dog, the co-creator of the show, Mrs. Angela Thomas comes in. She can fill in the blank. But you have this woman, this lawyer, I believe a judge. I'm not sure. And I'll tell you what, before I try to frame the show with my limited knowledge of the show, my co-host, Mrs. Angela Thomas, who has her own radio show, by the way, called Needle on the Record that deals with music and pop culture, and even had or had a segment that I don't know if we affectionately called it that, but sometimes we did call it Ratchet TV, that dealt with a lot of these shows. Uh, she could probably tell you a little bit more about it. Good afternoon, Angela. Welcome to the show. What's good, Rodney? Good to be here. Oh, another fun-filled Saturday oh. among us. <laughs> well, I was uh, trying to. Uh, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show about uh, the Pope and being. I just kind of touched on that a little bit and mm-hmm. the ramifications of that to the political race. And then I moved into the title of the of the, our show today, and uh, when it started trying to break it down, the most anticipated television shows this season are black, but are they good for black people? I would have to answer your question. I'm sure it was rhetorical, ha, 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 but my answer to that is, and, and you know, it pains me to say this, because, you know, you know, 
Well, we've had this discussion a million times. What what is life imitating art, or is art imitating life? Mm-hmm. I hope art is not imitating life. I hope that this is some strange turn we've tur- we've made, and this is some um, contorted, weird caricature of uh, African Americans that we're experiencing right now. My guesstimation would be that no, this is not overall good for black people. Mm. Okay, well break that down. I went to film school. I went to film school. I was one of the film one of few film uh, students that wanted to do television, but there was no real television track at uh, my school, Columbia College in in Chicago, at the time that I was attending. Uh, They've since developed more things, but. Um, the reason I wanted to go into television is because, hey, I'm a Brady Bunch kid. I'm a Gilligan's Island kid. Uh, I'm a I Love Lucy kid. These shows last longer. Television shows last much longer in the consciousness of people. They they last longer than films. And the film will, will be hot for a little while, and it may have a couple of resurgence. But for the most part, they live in archives. Television lasts a long time, and and with uh, co- the convergence of of media and globalization, you know, shows are all over the world. And um, I just I can't come up with any more reasons to tell you, Rodney. Uh, that this is okay, and this is why it's okay. I don't. I don't have any more now. I'm. I'm done. I'm waving my white flag. And you and I have been going around this mulberry bush for a long time, probably since we've known each other. Well, uh, folks, you all have heard history being made right here. <laughs> A woman admitting, I don't know no more. <laughs> to a man at that. Uh, to a man. <laughs> now, she Whom I've told over and over again, no, Ronnie, you're wrong about this. You you probably should reconsider. You, Yeah, there's been a few times we've had this conversation, and I've flat out told you you're wrong, man. No, that ain't what's going on. It's not that serious, but I'm afraid it's that serious. Well, now, Angela, you've watched these shows uh, far more, more than, than you. I <laughs> yes, I'm a far. I'm 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 a totally desensitized viewer. I would characterize myself as that. I consume a lot of media, and I'm totally at this point. I'm totally desensitized. I thought until this week. Well, break down this week. What 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 was the difference? What what happened this week that, that changed? And actually, before you do that, Anne, let me give a brief station ID. Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to Our Own Voices Live. I am your co-host Rodney Smith with Sherry and I'm Angela Thomas. Here today. And uh, Our Own Voices Live comes to you every Saturday at 12:30 p.m. on the West Coast. And that would be 3:30 out east. And thank you to all of the East Coast uh, listeners out there. Uh, our own voice is live to try to bring you news that you can use and also just talk about some things that are topical. And today, the topic of our show is the most anticipated television show this season 
are black, but are they good for black people? And I know many of you say that it's just television. It's just entertainment. We're thinking too hard. Well, does TV, does music, does media influence us? Does it influence the utilization of our time? Does it influence the way we dress, the way we talk? But maybe more importantly, does it influence the way we think and act? And if it does in adults, imagine what it may do for children. And from some of the Facebook posts, I know that children were watching these shows with their parents. What impact does it have on the psyche of those who are watching? Does it reinforce negative stereotypes and bring about even more? And how will that influence how other people, other groups see us? Give us a call, 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Press 1 on your keypad if you would like to chime in on this discussion. As Angela is about to break down the show, but more importantly, what changed this year that caused her to make this historic <laughs> <laughs> announcement this, this afternoon? All right, Angela, so you've been watching these shows. Tell me what what was different this year and what pushed you over the edge to come over to the Rodney side of thinking. Okay. When the when the the um when Carrie Washington started, I think in 2011 she started Scandal. And uh I you know, I was like every other black woman. I think in America, for sure, was we were so pleased to see an, an African-American woman leading a primetime drama. Hadn't been done since the great uh, Carol, oh, my God, her name just flew out of my, out my head, with Julia. Um, Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. And, um, you know, it was just joy that an African-American woman, the show is written by an African-American woman, Miss Sandra Rhimes. I was like everyone else, very happy to see this coming and coming to primetime with a story based on the great works of an African-American woman, a real life fixer that is still fixing things to this day. I think who some big, one of the big politicians just hired her to turn some things around for him, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, so, you know, to to start that journey and, you know, at the beginning you were like, no, this is not a good depiction of, you know, she's sleeping with a married man and, you know, you brought up some some clear points, and I I still argued that you know this is a great thing, Rodney. Look, the black woman in the leading role, primetime television. Um, and you know, not long after that, we got uh, Gabrielle Union with being Mary Jane, and 
we got How to Get Away with Murder featuring Viola Davis. We we got uh, Tyler Perry with his uh, The Have and the Have Nots, just a, a treasure trove of beautiful black women in that cast, prime time. Um, we, we just got a wonderful uh, resurgence of black women on primetime television thanks to that the success of, of Scandal and uh, you know I was happy to see that come but uh, you know it's built to be this big uh, thing we watch Viola Davis give a wonderful, wonderful uh, acceptance speech of an, of an Emmy for uh, Best Dramatic Artist, uh, Actress. And she, you know, quoted the great Sojourner Truth. And, you know, we all felt that. I think every black woman that saw, that has seen that clip, we, we felt that. We understand what that is. And certainly if you've been, you know, tried to be successful at whatever your vocation is, you know, it's a journey as a black person, as a black woman, trying to move ahead in your chosen field. So the Emmy sort of, you know, gave us an excellent start off to what was going to be a and what I thought was going to be an excellent week of all of the programs coming back, Empire, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, uh, The Have and the Have-Nots, and, you know, all of these programs. Now, I don't watch Have and Have-Nots, uh, Grey's Anatomy, all of these shows written by black folks, mostly black women, and um, I let's just start with Empire. They lost me with the with Tarot with the opening scene. Uh Taraji uh P. Hinton playing the cookie the character Cookie in a cage, hovering over uh for those who are not familiar with Chicago, that is the uh Millennium uh Park stage they were at. And that's a, a fairly new stage for uh Chicago, but a part of our beautiful Grand Park in downtown Las in downtown uh, Chicago, seeing her lord over the crowd in a cage, locked in a cage in a in a gorilla suit on Fox Network. I I just could not get past the subtext of that. I couldn't get past the optics of that. And when she finally, you know, was the cage was placed down and and she removed this uh, get-up, and they tried to wrap that that octave around a Black Lives Matter and um, a a state, well, a statement about the mass incarceration of black men. I just lost it. I, 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 I had to stop the program and go get myself together because I was determined to watch the entire episode before I I lost it. But I had decided then that, okay, this is the one episode I am going to see this season. 
but I want to know everything, every reason why I don't want to watch this show ever again, and I think that we should turn it off. Um, the the like I said the the monkey suit, the ape suit was just too much for me, and to wrap it around that message, something that's so serious that's hitting that has hit black America like a, a ton of bricks, like a freight train, was just so despicable to me. And for the show to go even further, uh, to make fun of uh, the great gospel singer Donnie McClurkin and, you know, kind of make light of worshiping and uh, uh a great figure in gospel to kind of poke fun at him. I didn't like the Don Lemon thing. I, I didn't like the way even they um, dem- demoralized uh, Al Sharpton. And I, you know, I, I said, "Wow, why would Al Sharpton or or um, Don Lemon even sign up to be treated like that?" And I, I'm pretty sure they signed their agreements before they knew what the script was. And, you know, once you sign on a dotted line, you are, you 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 pretty much have to follow through or you're going to take a significant, you know, loss. It's going to be a significant impact on your finances. So I, that's just it for me. I You know, that's, that's the quick and dirty of it all. We can get into some more. Let's just talk about it. I just think that... Um, Empire, I watched Scandal, I watched some of uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and I just can't take anymore. I, I, it's just too much for me. I think... So, uh, oh, no, go, go ahead, ahead. Angela. Go ahead and close that, because I, I want to ask you a couple of questions about some of the things you said. Go ahead. Let's get to the questions. Okay. You mentioned Donnie McClurkin mm-hmm. and the way he was portrayed. How was he portrayed? Well, they just made um, light of, they just poked fun at him. And uh, the statement that a lot of black women make, uh, won't he do it? And they did, I, I really can't even explain what they did, but it was it was not kind. It was not nice. And it just, was so disjointed, you're like, what does this even have to do with the storyline? I think the episode was felt disjointed because he was, he, Lee Daniels, he wrote, he's the creator of the show, but he also directed this particular episode. It was so filled with these jabs at things uh, and people. Um, by things, I mean um, issues. Um, and he took some jabs, particular, you know, at, at some people in that episode, which is, you know, fine, but m- make it make sense in the context of the of the overall story, and at least tell a good story. I I just didn't get it. I thought it was a, a an awful hour of television. Okay. All right, and so. Let's go a little bit into, you know, because Kerry Washington had her year of being the one or a couple of years 
Now we yeah, have a few, yeah. Viola Davis, who is the one. Uh, because, you know, we had we had uh, Taraji receiving some awards. She had her moment. And we have uh, now Viola, Viola Davis with this major award. Um, what is it about that show that may have also contributed to your change of thought on these shows and what they mean to our community? One of the larger um, issues for for me in watching the shows was the huge um, story, the huge presence of um, homosexuality. And it's not that I'm against whatever anyone wants to do. I just think that it's the way that it was done uh, this week on television was a bit much. And I even think that it was insulting to the um, the fight that the gay community has been fighting, you know, over the, over the past couple of years. I think uh, what Lee Daniels did in Empire with um, GLAD and, you know, paying them off with $50,000 because a certain character didn't want to uh, attend a function that they were doing and didn't want to be seen with certain individuals um, that, that were to present him an award at uh, at an event. And I just think that the over-sexuality of... Um, heterosexuals or homosexuals is just you know, it's just gotten out of hand at this point. It's just too much. Well, I'll admit I did hear some reference to that on social media, but what about the context? You know, some people said that on you know, sort of on the flip side, that Empire shows a strong family and that they're good to see a strong black family. I disagree. So, I disagree with that. All they do is fight and backstab each other. For so what? Uh, this week I saw a bunch of foolery uh, over a, by a family who supposedly has a billion-dollar company, yet they were clowning around and offering uh, all sorts of sexual favors. Uh, to a white woman for two hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred and two hundred and fifty million dollars. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It, at least put it in a in a in a context that makes logical sense. How do you have a billion dollar company that's publicly traded, and you're twerking around and you know I don't have a problem with twerking and you you'd have to see the show to get the context in which I'm talking about this. Um for 250 million dollars from a white person on Fox. And to me there was a lot of a lot of important subtext to me being told to us uh with these black characters on this white network to me.
And it's very interesting to me, Rodney, that most black people will talk against the Fox News network, but they feel something completely different for the Fox, you know, uh, the the channel Fox that shows uh, different uh, scripted programming, and and it's not the 24-hour news, but it's the same company. Uh, it has this improved the image of Fox, though, because they are giving employment to black actors and actresses. And one of the things that I heard is that, well, these are people working and they're actors and they're portraying characters. It's fictitious, so obviously it's not real. And don't we want, isn't this a show that blacks have been more accepted and are moving up in the industry? Because, look, this company that we normally do their news shows, their national news shows, don't seem to be friendly towards African Americans, are now putting Africa have some of the highest rated or a one of the highest rated history shows. make it. Uh, the Empire made history last last time it was out. It was the highest viewed show. Absolutely. So uh to me a lot of the same messages a lot of the uh, stuff that we get outraged about from uh, the general population. Uh, a lot. If you read, if you're on Twitter and, and you follow a couple of hashtags, All Lives Matters, and you see some of the comments that are made by, you know, folks in social media under that banner, uh, a lot of referring to us as uh, primates, uh, animals. Uh, is that okay in a scripted program to call you that, to depict you as that, and not okay for someone to say that in social media? Well, Angela, these shows, or at least one of them, is, as you said earlier, directed and I believe produced by a black person, Lee Daniels. Uh, Chandra Rhymes is a black, uh, uh, I guess, writer. We are, you know, it's two sides to the coin. On the one hand, we absolutely want to participate and and have worked for years in this arena and, and deserve to have our stories in on prime time just like anybody else. But I think what I'm what I'm feeling now about it is that African Americans have um another responsibility that other ethnic groups probably don't have. They do have the responsibility of the culture and their people. And is their stories are taken, I think, to hard more. And if people are taking it to hard more, then you ought to be a little more uh, careful in how you craft these things. And I'm not asking for uh, some pie-in-the-sky, polyander uh, portrayal. I mean, look at the Bill Cosby situation. Great portrayal of African Americans on television, but now we're finding out that there's a whole nother Bill Cosby we had no idea about. 
So I'm not asking for perfection. I'm not asking for us to be portrayed as perfect people. Nobody's perfect. No group of people are perfect. But I do think that we have a different responsibility where the arts is concerned. I do think our music reaches the hearts of people a little differently. I think our our uh, movies, our programs reach people in a different way. I just do. You cannot, in this global uh, reality, make things that only make sense through one lens. And I I, I don't even know, at this point, I don't even know what lens this stuff makes sense in anymore. I can no longer justify why this is okay to continue. Well, I got a message that came in uh, over the phone. And Mm. a, a young lady asked or says that there is no comparison. I want to make sure that I, I get her comment right. There is no comparison of fact and fiction. So in other words, these shows are fiction. They're, it's, it's entertainment. And I how get can it. you compare something that is of a fictitious character or character situation to reality. That's not me doing that. I get it. I get that this is a scripted program. It's scripted. I'm from the 70s. I believe I was brought up to believe everything on TV is fake. This is not reality. Reality is outside that box. So, you know, I get it that these are fictional characters. But as I said a moment ago, I think where we're where black actors, black musicians are concerned, they have a duality. They have a dual responsibility. You have a responsibility as an artist to tell the truth, tell the story truthfully. I get that. I understand that. But you also have a responsibility uh for the life after down the road. Uh, and you have a responsibility to to push the art forward. And I'm not sure that I, I in fact, I, I'm pretty sure we're not at this point. We're doing things for a dollar, for our own personal enrichment and not caring enough about the... Group. Now, some people would say that isn't this an excessive burden that we are putting on ourselves or accepting or allowing other people to put on us that whatever we do is representative of all of us and our community? We accept and that duality. We accept that duality wholeheartedly, uh, Rodney, when. We are person, you know, when when the dollars are coming in, we accept it when we're going in to um, see if we can get the work. We we wear these we wear these dualities fine in other arenas, and I, I just think that um, 
at this point with the programming right now, we have an opportunity to truly um, become a part of the expand the landscape <clears throat> as far as um, black content is concerned. Right now, seventy I think it's something like 72% of roles for women go to white women. Something okay, like Angela. something like four percent of the roles of primetime television are occupied by African American women. But Angela, hold that thought for a minute. Let's let's focus on that because I, I can tell you that the feedback that I'm getting, and you know, folks, just so you know, you can call. Me I know I'm getting and, it. I know they're gonna I, get me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of the feedback that I'm getting is uh, folks are to- in total disagreement with what's being said. And okay, so far, good. Call in. I don't want to hear no more from Rodney's uh, Rodney's, uh, chat line. Call in. Challenge me. I want you to. I I don't see how this is good good TV for us. I don't see how Faraji being lowered into a park full of black folks dressed in an ape suit to make a statement about the mass incarceration of, of black men is helping us. It's not stopping any child that's uh, in Chicago, with our horrendous uh, numbers, it's not stopping it. It's not helping it. What did that statement make? And who did it make it to? Because it's more than us. Is it is it perpetuating what they think about us in the first place? Do we need to perpetuate it? Okay, now people are asking for the number. So for those of you who are listening, 347-826-9600. Say it again, Angela. 347-826-9600. I hope you all call because, you know, I would love to have my enjoyment of primetime TV back. Give me something else to think about, but I just was not happy with any of the shows that I saw this week. Hmm. So... Uh, what what I have seen is a trend of people saying that it's just entertainment, and we're overthinking yeah, right. it. We're putting too much into it. At the beginning of the show, I asked, "Does does media influence us?" And I used as an example: Does it influence the way we dress? Does it influence the way we talk? Do we have euphemisms that come through media? So, and the reason why I asked specifically talk. And dress Because if it does influence the way that we talk And that we dress Obviously it influences our action So if it influences our action In talk and dress Can it also influence our action Positively and negatively Depending on the context And we actually have a Caller into the show uh, Hey welcome the to the show on. Thank you for calling Hi, Hi Rodney How are you Hey, thank you for calling. Thank you for having me on. Um, I was just listening to the um, the show, and I, I understand your point of view. I think we've talked about it before. But I still think as far as let me address the part about the cage. I thought it was, I thought it was art. I thought it was symbolic of 
how we are treated like animals. And I think it made a very vivid point that um, we're mass incarcerating our African-American men and treating them like animals. And I thought that that was a great visualization of that point. Okay. So for you, because I I didn't see it, when they, because I think it was a reference to Black Lives Matter. So her, uh, I believe Cookie, the title character, being lowered into the cage was symbolic of African-Americans or African-American men being treated like like, like monkeys. Like animals. Like, like gorillas. Exactly. And I think even President Obama addressed some um, addressed that issue, saying that, you know, as far as uh, either crack cocaine or whatever being considered a felony and, um, you know, just, you know, the, the laws were, it seems to be directed or slanted a little bit more to incarcerate a person, two people that do the same crime. If you have powder cocaine, it's one sentence. If you have crack cocaine, it's another sentence. So the African American community, of course, is more um, uh, more of a consumer of the crack cocaine, and that has more of a penalty towards it. Whereas another socioeconomic group has a different form of the same drug. So I think that I, I mean, she was in a in a cage and she was lowered down to the thing, and she was trying to get out. And she was fighting. And I think that that was the art that was being portrayed or represented by that. That was the message that was trying to be conveyed was we are being mass incarcerated. Um, and although that wasn't the case with him, but I think that that was the statement that she was making. Now, as far as how that ties into Black Lives Matter, and um, I think that that's pretty evident that, you know, Black Lives Matter and we're constantly being harassed. And my son is, a, is another example that constantly got stopped because he was an African-American car in a hoopty and, you know, uh, a guy in a in a racing car that had stripes down the middle, and he was constantly stopped. I mean, and me, I drive a Prius, so I'm never stopped. So and I'm a female, so it's a little bit. And he lives, he lives in the same place that I live where it's 2% white. And I, I rare, I mean, I've gotten stopped a couple of times. You know, we're going to talk about that. But can <laughs> we? Can, do you think though that because of these perpetuations of these types of images, I know how we, some of us took it. I see how you took it. But do you think some of these images are part of the issue of why people feel? that they're justified in stopping a, a, a black man in a car, any kind of car. Uh, my my son drives a very different car and is stopped all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, my I husband, if he drives, we, we have one car. We share one car, a Chrysler. If I drive it, I'm fine. But he has been stopped for doing the speed limit. I mean, doing the do some limit. of these things. <laughs> Andrew, you say he was stopped for doing the speed limit. Yeah, I'm like, what, <laughs> he what is he being stopped for? The, the, the taillight is fine, the plates are the current, and we're doing the speed limit, so, I mean, it must be we're being stopped for so doing the speed limit. So what do they say? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. But, I mean, I think that we look at it, we look at the same thing two different ways. You look at it. Um, I guess it's like the the glass half full, the glass half empty 
type of thing. I look at it as, um, you know, it's it's sort of like if I show a picture of someone being handcuffed or, you know, the the images, for example, of the people that were dying that were that um, at the hands of the police that were um, broadly broadcast on, on social media. To me, it, I don't understand why this representation or, or, or artistic um, artistic representation is considered so bad when it's simply it's not saying that it it's not saying that it's right. It's not saying that you know oh yeah we are apes you know so treat us like this. It's saying we're the the whole concept is we are not apes but we're being treated like apes. So I don't understand why there's an issue with that. For me, I looked at it very I looked at it very differently and I looked at it from several lenses. I'm looking at it from the business aspect of it. I'm looking at Fox as a network overall and how Fox handles my community overall. I look at I looked at that depiction as uh what I see trending in the news feed when I look at uh, the news feed of Black Lives Matter and I look at the news feed of All Lives Matter and you put an optic like that in front of America and the world because it's it's being transmitted across the world. What are you seeing when you see that? Because this is Taraji. Remember, Taraji is not like I'm trying to be white or anything like that. I think she's very politically correct. So, her getting her being coming to that costume. What do you think that she was trying to say? What do you think the writer that happens to be a black man is trying to say? What do you think that they miss? What do you think that their message is that they're trying to get across? I'm not sure. I don't. I, I can't. Just, right. I can't justify a black. <laughs> I can't justify a black artist portraying a message about black men with a black woman in a monkey suit. I can't. She is saying that that is wrong, that we are being caged, that we are being That's treated what like came animals. out of her mouth, but you still put on the monkey suit, and and that went it's on before anything came out of her mouth. Right, but it's a visualization to further drive home her, her affirmation. Do we have to do um, that? And, and, do so that she and clarified let's, let's, it. Do we have to do that, though? We could clarify. We could make that it. point without a, a gorilla suit, right? Without literally see, the I image thought, of a black person who that that uh, that that comparison of to us as primates uh, is something that has a treated. long, painful history. That's how we're being treated, and I think that sometimes we need to be uncomfortable a little bit. We need to see exactly what's happening. We need a visualization that makes us feel uncomfortable, and that's exactly what it did. It made us feel uncomfortable, but it uncovered something in a way that we haven't – I mean, sometimes it's easy because I live in Green Valley Ranch or whatever, and I don't mm-hmm. see these things. I never get stopped. It's easy for me to say, well, this doesn't really affect me that much, even though I hear the stories of my son. But when you see something that powerful, imagery is very powerful. And to me, she drove the point home. She said, this is what it is. It is ugly. It is not pretty. This is how it is. This is how we're being treated like animals. I thought it was brilliant. All right. Um, I respect your point. So we have two different sides of this. (laughs) It's very interesting to see because art is one of those things where one person goes, and, and this is somewhat of a cliche here, one person 
goes and looks at a painting, and it's simply a white, well, the painting is just a sea of white. There's nothing else there. It's just right. a frame yeah. with white. It's like the vases versus two faces. Some people will see right. a face, some people will see two faces. And I, and I totally get that, but I still didn't see, I still have yet to see either one of you guys support your position up to me adequately other than, oh, I just didn't like the idea. To me, the backdrop to it, you under, I mean, we both are coming from the same place that there are mass incarcerations, that there are, um, that there are um, black men that are treated like animals and women, obviously, from, you know, from the recent things that have happened that we've seen, you know, pe- women getting killed. Sandra um, Bland, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. I wasn't going to mention the name, but. It, you know, then okay. So we both agree that this is true. The whole we both agree that what we, is true. We both agree that, that what is true. we are treat that we are treated unfairly as African Americans. Uh, uh, to me, um, you know, as African American black men and sometimes as black women, that we are treated by whoever as unfairly. Um, I will say this: that we are the only uninvited guests to this. Right. Uh, we like to, to this dinner party. Black people exactly. are the only ones that didn't come here by their own invite. So I feel you on that. Right. But then the only thing that we're disagreeing on is how to get that message out to the masses of can you feel my pain? And I agree that they they did a good job with it, and you feel as though they overstepped their bounds, if I'm getting that right. So what I, I I got another someone else sent me another message, and and I appreciate you all because it lets me know that you're listening. Would definitely like you to right. call in though and share like Sister Tanya is doing. Today now. I prefer I gotta, you guys to call in. Let's let's have uh, it. Let's let's talk. I couldn't text all that. Uh, I got someone who says right, that they you. believe that the depiction of blacks in a cage could have been done very eloquently, and Presented by ex-offenders, but the gorilla suit was, in the words of the uh, messenger here, was stupid. And Damn. they they didn't like it because of the uh, kind of going to Andrew's point, the historical uh, representation. Now, since the time you say that that is an artistic depiction of a reality that brings it home of the imagery of we're being treated like animals. Exactly. Now, exactly. Now and people, I don't think it's pretty when we are treated that way. Sister Tanya, can I ask you something? Yeah. Can I, can, can I ask you something? Uh, <laughs> this, all, this begs the question for me, it begs the question of what about all the stuff, like the numbers that I'm from Chicago, the, the numbers of African Americans um, losing their lives, to street violence in black communities. Probably, I don't know, but probably perpetrated by someone of the same descent. What about those those issues that don't have anything to do with them treating us like an, like animals. What about us? Also, 
and our responsibilities that, and our, our 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 need to change some some very serious things. Right. I don't think that one thing has to do with the other. I mean, I think that they're both valid issues. They both stand on their own. But I don't. I I really don't like it when um, there's two things that really bug me. The first thing is is when we if we take away from one thing to focus on mm-hmm. another thing, you can focus on both issues. It's um, sort of like the the Black Lives um, Matter thing, and then people saying, well, all lives matter. Well, we know that all lives matter. That's never been an issue. And one of the best depictions that I've seen of it is a black person crying and um, a white hand over their mouth. And it's basically like, okay, I don't want you to bring attention to this because, of course, all lives matter. Well, it's never been an issue about all mm-hmm. lives matter. We're just mm-hmm. focusing on, on black lives matter. Or when um, the, the, the guy with the, the Muslim with the clock went to the White House and the, and the president got a lot of um, heat from that. And it's like we find, we find a person to represent a cause. And when you find a person to represent a particular cause, that takes on a life of its own, and you're able to address it. We, so far, we, as far as I know, we haven't had that in the black community where we can rally around that. And, I mean, I, I think wholeheartedly that that is something that should happen, just like the Rosa Parks situation. She wasn't the first person to uh, not sit on the back of a bu- to, to sit on the back of a bus, but she was the first person with the right type of represent, right type of imagery that we could put behind it in order to say, okay, this is going to be our spokesperson for that particular incident. Well, we have had many more incidences than the Sandra Bland or other incidences where, you know, at the hands of police brutality throughout the years, but now it's the time and it's the place and we have the person and the faces to put behind it. So, I, you know, I just say that that's the biggest challenge is finding the person or the cause or the reason or whatever to be able to rally around that and to bring, you know, because I've seen that all the time where there's posts of, you know, black-on-black crime. I mean, I've seen it myself. I work, I'm a nurse, so I've seen it in the emergency room where it happens all the time. It's just it's so widespread. You can't, I mean, if you try to look at each individual case, you know, case by case, there's nowhere to focus. It's it's just like a um, a calligraphy. You can't. There's no place to rally around. So you have to find a common person to represent everyone to have that as an umbrella. Okay, so let's get back to this art versus reality, <laughs> because I did see some of the folks saying that hey, it's just it's just TV. It's just TV. It doesn't mean anything. It's not real. And Sister Tanya, I want to go back to something that. that you said about the representation of of you know, Rosa Parks happens to give us that right one at the right time, that image that can be used for a greater cause. So if if that is the case with the depiction of the uh, lowering of the title character Cookie in the gorilla suit, and that would sort of suggest that it was a positive uh, message that was being sent out to influence uh, people and to see that the, the, this depiction of uh, blacks being incarcerated at a higher rate and almost to the point of being treated like animals. That's what I got out of your statement. How close am I to what you were actually meaning? That's how I feel about it right now. Okay. So, if, so then it does have influence on thought and 
idea of influencing thought is to influence action. Well, if that is the case, then that means that would suggest that media does influence us and how people are portrayed does have impact on society at large. And if that is also the case, then the negative depictions of anyone, and for for the conversation today, specifically black people, African Americans, and oftentimes in the latest shows, uh, black women, then the depictions of those women can also influence the thought as well as the actions of people. Now, that's what I get out of what what you said, and maybe I have expanded on it into a different area, but in general, it seems to be the same. What do you think? So you're saying that, um, I'm sorry, I kind of lost you a little bit towards the end, so you're saying the, the, influ- the depiction of women, I'm sorry, say that again? So if the from an artistic viewpoint, you said that the lowering of the of the title character. Right, I got right. Right, and and it 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 is a representation, and it influences us, right? It provokes us to to consider this situation of what's happening right. in uh, the black community, whether whether it's male or female, even though it does tend to happen more with males. So right. then the next part of it was if that influences thoughts and then thought often influences action, then the negative depiction of African-Americans, or for that matter, anyone, but specifically African-Americans, that's what we're talking about today, then the negative depictions of us can also influence thought, opinion, and action. And I agree with that to a certain extent because we have, like, all forms of media. We have movies that depict both whites and blacks in a negative um, in a negative light. We have tons of – we have other shows even besides Bill Cosby, even before – you know, the Cosby show. Sure. There was the Bill Cosby show that was even before that. So we have – I think that balance is really important, and I think that art is really important in, in entertainment and being able to fully entertain and not say, well, I can't do this because, oh, that might offend this group of people. Now, I could see if – you know, there was a time where – you know, that was the only role that we portrayed, and that was the only image that we have there. But we do have a balanced image. You know, we have several, you know, both in art and in reality, we have different shows that are very positive, sitcoms and stuff like that, where they show strong black family units. We have the Bernie Mac show. We have different shows that really show a positive black a black image And I don't think that we should be barred Or we should limit ourselves and say Oh well, we can't be seen in another light Especially since there's all these lawsuits That are coming out saying that this is reality So that's part of our reality it's Just the same as Dallas was on television And it was huge I mean who shot Jr. I mean those women were sleeping for, with, with this person and that person And everybody's husband was messing around With everybody else and I, it's it's more. I look at it more as a soap opera. I found, I watched the show. I found it immensely entertaining, simply because I thought it was the same as the other ones. And I think I think it didn't let me down. I think that they um, the, the the clothes were good. The singing was good. The um the, the as far as the depiction, there's uh, there's we had some cookieisms in there. I mean, the same thing that they had before. To me, they continued the same format. 
they brought Al Sharpton out there because where where is Al Sharpton? It's either Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson is going to be in anything of any relevance regarding the black community. I thought it was a cool little cameo. I think that people are overthinking it a bit, and yes, I do believe that you know this one is on the on the right side of the edge, and we have some other programming that is on the left side of the edge. We are women, black women are a sexual being, and you know sometimes that can be overplayed. But in other shows, um, it's not overplayed. So to me, as long as there's balance, and as long as we're allowed to express that balance, I think that it's great. And I think that Angela, your daughter, and I had a, a, a comment about that because she does the twerk out workout and stuff. And a lot of people look at that as being, oh, that's, you know, that's a nasty dance. Well, first of all, it depends on, you know, where you're doing it and how you're doing it and what you're doing it with. But I think that we also have to embrace our sexuality as women and not get overly, overly sensitized by it. You know, Sister Tanya, you bring out some interesting points in, in all of that. What I will say is even though you, you mentioned balance, is that how we are seen, though, as in balance? So, for example, we know that historically we have been paraded around in cages. Our women right. have been stripped to nothing and put into human zoos and to be gawked. Right. We know that recently right. Black Venus, as they described her, some people called her hot and hot, and that phrase is still used today in a negative light, is, was their depiction and representation of us. And then that depiction representation was done because it was forced on us back then. And then it sort of reinforced the stereotypes of blacks back then. Well, then there's a school of thought today that says that it's the same today. The only difference is is that they pay us to do it uh, to represent those same stereotypes, that the powers that be and society still perceives them as, negative. Uh, some people would say it's sort of like folks saying that instead of using the N-word, or when using the N-word, it's different because it has an A versus an R. So I don't, well, what, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I, like, I think I would just be re- reiterating what I said before. I think that there is positive. There are a lot of positive shows that, um, or several positive shows. I really don't watch that much television, but I know there's like, um, you know, there's several. The Blackish show. There's several shows that show uh, African Americans in a positive light. I think that as long as we have balance with entertainment, I think that the problem comes when it's restrictive and constrictive. I think that um, when you tell me that I can star in a show, but then I can't go to the movie theater, that's wrong. I think that when you tell me that um, certain restrictive things that we've 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 gone past, I can't live in a certain neighborhood, things like that. But when it comes where did to the restriction art, come in? I'm I'm lost. Where, when did we get into? Okay, I'm just talking about our history. I'm talking about oh, okay. our history. You remember okay. back in the day when we could star in things, but we couldn't go to the show. Back when we had. You know, they had white people with black faces and stuff like that. Well, now we have, uh, uh, to me, a full representation of blacks, and I don't think that we should just pull out these shows and say, okay, they're they're way on the right side without looking at the other ones that are on the left side and saying, okay, we are being adequately represented because we have a wide variety. 
So if you if you look at blackish, you're going to see a totally different representation of black people than if you look at um, at this other one, which is realistic. It's a realistic artistic representation of what goes on. I mean, it, it is what it is, and I think that it's entertaining. And I I think that as long as we have that balance, I think it's okay. As long as it's not, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I don't I don't see anything here that really offended me. Okay, so okay. we have uh, we have Viola Davis receiving an award for her depiction character in How to Get Away with Murder. We have Terry Washington uh, receiving an award for or awards for her depiction of uh, Olivia Pope in uh, Scandal. Of course, we have Taraji, who's received accolades for her depiction of Cookie in uh, Empire. Uh, what grabbed my attention about Empire specifically was that when I normally scan the pages, regardless of what's on Empire, it's always been a thumbs up from the ladies, as you mentioned, the cookieism, uh, coining that phrase. Now, I guess Empire has aired this week, and there was a distinct difference in the tone and comment of the loyal watchers of Empire, and they thought that the depiction of the, and maybe they don't have the artistic perspective that you have this time, but they thought it was a horrible depiction. Uh, some of the some of the yeah. comments I'm going to read them is uh, hashtag worst Empire show ever. Uh, there is a, a there is a hashtag on Twitter. That that was trending at the same time as all the other Empire stuff. I I hate Empire, so there is right. uh, enough room for everybody's, you know, thoughts about it. But um, well, I guess we'll see what the ratings for next week. But I mean, uh, the you ratings know, were great. We had no, we I had mean, sixteen week. million people tune in to Empire. Right, but we'll see what the ratings for next week. You know how many okay, people the really, episode. you know. Exactly, the next episode. So we'll kind of see where where people feel, but it still isn't going to influence how I feel about it. I mean, everybody has their own choice. They have their own viewing option, viewing vote by, you know, not turning on the television, not watching it. And that speaks volumes for, you know, forget the hashtags and all that stuff. I understand that, you know, that's a quick barometer of, you know, how people really feel. And maybe they did overstep the bounds because, every, like I said, you and I disagree, and I love you guys and respect you guys. And, you know, I'll, you know, we love always, you back. <laughs> and I always listen to everything you say, but I just have a different, I have a different view on it, and I know that I'm not alone because the people there, you know, the writers and you know whoever, um, obviously didn't didn't feel like they like they wanted to offend people. I'm sure that that wasn't their their thing to go out there and um, their their objective to go out and um, just offend as many people as they possibly could. They, I'm sure that that wasn't their intention, but obviously that's what happened. Well, you know, it's interesting to see how I'm getting I'm getting some comments, and I'm getting some comments from some of them are from the same people who see the depiction of uh, the gorilla suit as Sister Tanya saw it, but then on the other side of it, they described Empire, and I'm gonna just quote it here: Empire is like watching a train wreck 
in my synopsis. Okay. And now, All right. I mean, and that's fair, and that's the thing about, you know, about art. It's, it's subjective, and, it you know, it is, you know, there leaves a lot of room for interpretation of it, you know, and like you said, with the vase and the two faces pictures, some people will see the two faces and some people will see a vase. So, you know, they, they, they're in the game of, of business, of ratings, so they're going to have to cater to that, and I'm sure that they have their ears to the ground when they see these, um, these comments going back. Yeah, and what I try to do, because I don't watch the show, I mean, I'm going to watch, or I'm going to try to watch an episode what? this year. Uh, because he I do says, try to watch. You're just gonna watch because I said I agree with you finally. Okay, whatever. It is. <laughs> now that that may have some influence over me, but usually I do. Try like, to, my I God, try to, what could it have been to make Angela actually admit in public she agrees with me? <laughs> well, yeah. what I what grabbed my attention this time really was the fact that normally, no matter how I felt about any of these shows. I still saw a large number of people, and obviously it's on my Facebook page, so it's people that I know, and all, the majority were, were women and were black women talking about how great these shows were. And in talking about how great these shows were, this is the first time. And, and I also saw how much they were looking forward to Empire coming back. I mean, there Returning, was an yeah. entire watch party right, right here locally. And then when I saw the comments of these loyalists, these dedicated Empire watchers, because I remember them from last year, with a 180-degree response to this, to this recent episode, that's what got my attention because I said, now, what they're saying is what I've always seen from my uh, artistic or non-artistic uh, vantage point. What I saw was what they saw this time. And it's what I saw all the time, not just in this one episode. And what I had asked Angela when we came up to, you know, we were talking about doing the show, I said, what was it this time that was different? And, you know, she went to Tim. I said, well, that's the same thing that the people were saying, uh, and these were loyal watchers were, were saying on the post. So I said, well, let's see this, because I don't see where it's changed course. It just seems like it's maintaining the same course that it's already had. So that's how we came like up with the too. topic. Exactly. And, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that um, I think that um, Empire is an award-winning show or anything like that. I think it's vastly entertaining. Um, I think that it's fun. It's uh, a, a wild ride. It remind, it, I, I like it. Um, I compare it to either, you can either say Dallas, when Dallas was on, who shot J.R., or... Um, or uh, a roller coaster ride is you know you you lose yourself for just a moment. And I think that's what good entertainment does. And I don't think it was overly offensive, but that's where I guess everybody else disagrees. Well, it is television, and like you said, everybody has sees things through their own lens. Uh, it was interesting right. this time because the folks who used to see it through one lens suddenly, and these were dedicated folks and folks who had some choice words for me when I didn't always agree with them, which was most of the time. And then this was a time when they were saying the same thing that I had been saying. And I thought, wow, right. what, what, what happened and what, what is different today than last year when what I see today is the same thing that I've been seeing all along. For right. I, I, a while. Boy, mm-hmm. I tell you what, my phone, if you all hear that buzz, 
that's these messages coming into my phone. Three four seven eight two six nine six zero zero. Press option one to talk like this Italian. But I tell you what, we're actually three minutes over the time for our show already. Uh, I'm sorry, I feel please. like I'm monopolized. I don't know. Oh no, no, no. You gave okay. you gave a different side of the discussion. Of the story. Now, so and, that was and all, and that's always know, good. And Angela Angela and I, as she mentioned, have often and this is even at the gathering, sometimes before the folks have come in, we've had this discussion about art and reality, reality art, which is influencing which and what I used to tell Angela that there was a time when humans influenced art. And I says, I believe that where we are today is that art is influencing humans. And I would often use as an example the way that we, our young people and sometimes not so young people dress. Uh, even in the reference to cookieism, we have those now. So obviously there has been some influence into our community. Oftentimes the depiction of violence, uh, misogyny, and some other negative comments, uh, the glorification of materialism has been attributed to certain types of music. And we say that our children have now manifested that in their actions that we normally don't associate as positive. But it was derived from, from art. And then that is influencing the children and then it's pushing them. Well, if that is the case, then is this depiction of the strong black woman in the uh, character of Olivia Pope, is that really the strong black woman image? The depiction of, I believe, Empire was the next one, Cookie. Is that the strong black woman image that we want to be representative of us, and how, with the cookieisms, we know that that's influences. How else does it influence us, and is it positive or negative? And then when we have how to get away with murder, is a show, fictitious show, I hope, of a woman who teaches, and and actually lives out the concept of what you do to get away with murder, and then her depiction it as a powerful woman that many black women in the thread said that they wanted to be like, but yet her other actions were of a morally depraved person. So which image is it, and how much does it influence, or do we want this influence? Those are things that we as a community and as a society have to deal with because you're right, those children who are being picked up going to jail or having excessive contact with the police more so than others often are children who meet a certain physical stereotype whether it's with a hoodie which was actually popularized by whites not black but now that blacks are wearing it it is the stereotype of a thug Uh, if you do a google search for thug besides Trayvon Martin you'll get a hoodie Uh, so those are the types of things how does it in fact impact how we view ourselves and our actions, but maybe more importantly, or just as importantly, how does it impact and reinforce the thoughts of us, the image of us, by the people that are in power that are the ones who put us in the cases? So that's what sort of the purpose of the show is, 
uh, of the show today was to look at that and thank you for bringing in the artistic and the opposing view of it. So, lady, ladies, and I'll be the gentleman, uh, we have had a raunchy show, t- show today. Uh, it has been a, uh, interesting to hear a different side. Uh, Maurice, thank you for the wave. I see you in the chat room. I see the others in the <laughs> chat room. Uh, appreciate you all listening. Appreciate your commentary. Uh, we will probably do continuing segments, not a series, but continuing segments of this, because I do want to hear more uh, opinions on this, how our depiction influences this. I sent it to my sociology uh, group because I wanted to hear their feedback on it from a position of science uh, to talk about this, because we are always being impacted and influenced. It is what we not necessarily what we take in, but what we put out. But what we take in can influence what we put out. And you've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. I am your co-host, Rodney Smith. With and I'm Angela Thomas. And we come to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, 3.30 out east. And today's topic was the most anticipated television shows this season are black, but are they good for black people? And we've had a discussion on that. We also talked about the uh, Pope coming to America and the three-city tour that he was on, and it's not just America, but the Americas. He's also an American from South America. Uh, we talked a little, not much about John Boehner, the Speaker of the House, who's uh, put in his resignation to retire. Some people suggest that it was because the Pope came. We'd love to know the backstory behind that. And then we'll probably have a future show as to what is the ramifications on America in general and black people specifically that John Boehner, the Speaker of the House, is retiring because of the nature of the Republican campaign, as well as the pool of his uh, caucus to go even further right than they currently are. How will that impact us? So stay tuned for that show. And if you would like us to do that show, please send out some social media, whether it's to my cell phone, apparently, or through text, or through uh, Facebook, Our Own Voices Live. We'd love to hear your thought on that, as well as continuing commentary on the title of our show today. The most anticipated television shows this season are black, but are they good for black people? Sister Tanya, thank you so much for uh, listening to the show and for calling in and sharing your commentary with us today, uh, different perspectives. And, of course, to all of you in the chat room, thank you so much for being there, for all of you blowing up my phone. (laughs) Thank you for doing so and letting me know that you're listening. Hopefully it was thought-provoking because that's what we hope that our shows do, is provoke thought that maybe will lead to positive action. Well, until next week, Angela, close us out. Hey, make it a positive and productive week, and we'll see you here next Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.